What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Luxury Health Podcast. We have a special guest with us today, Mrs. Emily, soon to be Dr. Emily McKnight. Now, she comes to us as a Christian dating coach, well known around the country on social media. She has publications out, ebooks out, books on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, just well known with the wealth of knowledge when it comes to this topic. Now, she shares, shares an amazing story about how she got started in this type of work and has tips and advice for both single and married people. This is an episode you don't want to miss. She gives all of her contact information throughout the episode. So please listen out for that and reach out to her if you have any questions or reach out to myself if you want me to help make that connection. All right. So without further ado, we present to you Mrs. Emily, soon to be Dr. Emily McKnight. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Luxury Health Podcast. We have a very special guest in the building. We have Miss Emily Knight, McKnight. I'm sorry, Miss Emily McKnight. How's it going? <laughs> it's going good. Thank you so much, Carlos, for having me. Awesome, awesome. So, quick background: If you've never heard of Miss Emily McKnight, um, she is a dating coach. Very has a very good following on social media. She has books out. She has content out. She specializes in Christian dating. So we all know what season it is. Cuffing season, the love season, Valentine's Day is coming up. So we definitely wanted to have someone on the podcast talk about dating, talk about relationships, and get into that type of content for, for the audience. So I'm gonna step back for a while. I definitely want you to share your story, Emily, about how you got a pa passion for this type of work. Um, and then definitely talk about some of the content that is on your social media or that you share with other people. Sure, sure, sure. So how I got started, I guess it really started out by dating in my 20s. As okay. you know, I'm pretty sure as you know, can be for the birds. I mean, it was just a mess. Um, you know, I've always, you know, kind of born and raised in the church, um, but, you know, just trying to integrate what's popular, you know, books and, you know, what everybody else is saying, you know, just these different strategies um, yeah. just wasn't working for me. Um, so about mid-20s, I decided to just really engulf myself into how to have healthy relationships. Mm -hmm. You know, um, by this time, I was a single mother. You know, now I have a baby daddy that I can't get rid of. <laughs> you know, that I don't like. <laughs> and it was just really like, wow, you know, I know God has something it has to be something else in store for me so I just really you know I did a master's thesis on dating and relationships the transition to marriage I took you know I spent a lot of money on classes on courses just all this different stuff um and my relationships got better but it didn't make a turn for um I would say a complete 180 until I really brought God into um, my dating relationships and that's just really, you know, just praying daily, um, you know, just asking him, like, while I'm dating, like, how, wow, is this guy for me? You know, should I go out on this date? Should I, 
you know, sign up for Match.com, you know, back mm-hmm. in the day. I, did, I didn't have Tinder back then, but yeah. <laughs> you know, I just really asked him. And one of the things was, he said, you're going to have to stop having sex before marriage. Mm. Um, and for years, it's not like I heard it for the first time. I heard it at 23. I heard it at 25, 27. I was like, nah, guy, you're going to have to fix something else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm pretty good. I don't lie. I don't steal. You know, uh-huh. I'm, a good, I'm a good parent. You know, just all this different stuff. I was like, pick something else. But he mm-hmm. just kept on me. And I finally decided to do it. And Carlos, I have to tell you, that's really what transformed my relationships. Mm. Um, Not everything turned into a romantic relationship, but I was meeting some fantastic men, artists, Mm. um, you know, ball players, just, you know, working men, just everybody was just so cool and unique. And I was getting to know them and I was just having a good time dating. Yeah. For two whole years, they were treating me like a queen. I was like, wow, had I known this, I would have stopped having sex before marriage, way before now. Yeah. Um, and so um, it kind of led to a beautiful courtship with my now husband. Um, we've been you know, married now for five years. And so that dating period and what I learned from that experience is what I want to share with women and some men too. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, seriously, I have, you know, a couple of men or whatever who follow religiously. I'm going to attend a wedding in March for one of them. Nice. But, you know, yeah, pretty dope. But, um, yeah, I just want to share how that really transformed my dating life. I mean, I had a blast. And then yeah. my husband came along and messed all that up. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I, I, I love this story because I feel like so many people can relate to that same situation. Um, yeah. Going through their 20s, dating men or dating women, uh, being sexually active, um, you know, before marriage. I feel like a lot of people can relate to that story. Um, and I was reading, you know, a Christian dating blog, and I'm just gonna give you a little snippet of something that I read, and, and I want to get your opinion on it. So something I read was saying the modern dating era that we're in, um, or, you know, years before this as well, um, the dating scene is now overwhelmingly driven by lust and self-centeredness and is often emotionally, physically, and spiritually destructive to the one or both parties. So that's what I read on the Christian dating blog site. So what can you pull from that do you agree with that that the modern dating era um is filled with lust and self-centeredness um so until you know a person can move from those two things to a different direction um you know they'll just be like on the dating treadmill just running in place not really moving um in a direction that they want well first off i agree 100 percent okay with Um, that excerpt but I like to put a spin on it especially when I'm giving advice um, you know to my private clients or what have you Uh and the part about being selfish now the less part we know sex is everywhere (laughs) sex is on TV it's in the TV shows it's even in you know I forgot what I was watching but it was like a high school show Um, sex was in that you know I'm just Mm -hmm. like wow the ages are getting younger and younger so you know that is a given. 
But when it comes down to the selfishness, Mm -hmm. I think it's so important because many of us desire marriage and, you know, for the sole purpose of why we're dating. But we don't know that marriage is one of the most selfless things that you're going to do daily. Mm -hmm. You know, as you move forward with your your partner, your life partner. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people the marriages don't work out because you go into it with that self selfish attitude and you stay there mm-hmm. but it's so selfless it's so selfless so the yeah. spin i put on that is that now is the time to be selfish in a point to really get to know people as you're dating and courting them mm-hmm. to see if that's somebody that you can be selfless with does mm-hmm. that make sense mm-hmm. Carlos? Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, so just slow the pace down. And sexual abstinence is probably the best thing that you can do to slow that pace down, to really get to know somebody, to see if that's something that you're willing to do for that person, yeah. and to find out if they are willing to do it for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because marriage is about giving, giving, giving. Absolutely. <laughs> and Absolutely. hoping that your partner gives in return. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and I can say I'm married myself. Um, gotcha. I'm married three years ago. Um, mm-hmm. And I can say going through marriage counseling before um, me and my wife got married was one of the best things that we could have done. Uh, so okay. we dated for four years. Um, okay. Then we got engaged for a year. And during that year of engagement, we actually went through marriage counseling. Gotcha. Um, I know they te- that some people say you should do it before the engagement. Um, we did it during the time we were engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can say that was the best thing that we could have done because we're both Christians. Um, we both understand how, how much God plays a part in our life. Um, of course, go to church, read the Bible. Um, but I wouldn't say lot during the time we were dating we were doing it the Christian way. Um, Mm -hmm. And once we went through marriage counseling, um, a lot of what we were doing changed and we began absolutely putting God first Mm -hmm. in our relationship and now our marriage. Um, We understood what the purpose of marriage was, um, the purpose of, of course, the communication and helping each other and leading and and just all that comes with marriage we really understood what it was and where god was supposed to be in our marriage so i definitely agree with uh everything that you've been saying so far um but i definitely wanted to say you know marriage counseling um i definitely highly recommend it (laughs) for anyone who's thinking about getting married um but that was one of the best things that that we could have done for our marriage same here same here we went through a 12-week program and i concur (laughs) get in there get enrolled we were also engaged too but even if you're seriously dating um you know research kind of recommends that you know if you're seriously dating someone like have any thought of marrying them you should go through premarital counseling yeah yeah so so advocate absolutely um so where do most people go wrong you talked about purity a lot and abstaining from sex before marriage um is that typically where most people go wrong whenever they're 
considering dating someone and just can't seem to find the right person? Or are there other things that you've seen with people that you've spoken with or worked with, um, you know, consistent trends that are coming up that you're saying, oh, you, you're doing this, you know, you should really take a look at that um, and reconsider doing different things within your relationship? I would say, of course, I'm an advocate for sexual abstinence, but, you know, I get people all the time like, nah, I'm kind of like a hard no on that. What else yeah. do you got for me? <laughs> <laughs> and so, trust me, I was there in, you know, in your shoes, if you're listening and you feeling that, I have been there, trust and believe. So, I would emphasize pace. Pace. And this is what I see consistently. Slow down in making relationship transitions. Um, having sex with somebody is a relationship transition. Uh, having, you know, moving in together, combining finances, having children. Mm-hmm. Slow all of it down. <laughs> like, just <laughs> slow it down <laughs> before you get involved with somebody and you feel like you have to stay in that relationship because there's no way out. Because he pays my bills. Because I have a baby by her. Because, you know, um, we live together now. And the lease isn't up until next year. So you're in a year in a relationship with somebody that you know is not for you. You know, so slow those things down. Take proper time to date and see if you want to spend additional time with that person. So even if sexual abstinence is, you know, just a little too far-fetched, at least wait a good, mm-hmm. a substantial amount of time before you give your body, and this goes for men and women, mm-hmm. to someone who you wouldn't even want to spend time with in the next month. Mm. How much of a role do you think, uh, we always love to go back to social media, um, but just the image of young people getting married um how much a role of an image does that play in people wanting to speed the pace up of moving faster in a relationship uh what is that what do they call that the fear of missing out i yeah, mean instagram yeah. twitter fomo yeah know, just FOMO. exactly i mean you look at that and you're like oh, i just want i want this i want this now Um, For women, you know, our biological clock, that's real. You know, you turn 30 and you meet somebody at Starbucks. It's like, look, when do you want to get married? Because I need to have kids (laughs) by 32, (laughs) Um, at 37. And, you know, it's just, it just gets where we get anxious. Yeah. And, you know, even the Bible tells tells us we should not be anxious for nothing. You know, so we have to slow that down and just really take this time now in your singlehood and Mm -hmm. bring god into you know your dating life so that he can advise you and give you wisdom and discernment Mm -hmm. um because you'll have forever you'll have forever with your partner but you want to make sure that that's the right one yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. marriage i feel like there's no uh one shoe fits all approach you know in terms of you know you need to be with someone uh, get married at 25 and, and stay with them, um, you know, for 50 or more years. Some people want to get married, you know, they don't find that person until 35 or until 40. Um, I've known people that haven't been married until they got in their 50s. Um, right. You know, and they still and they stay with that person for the rest of their life. Um, so I, I agree. Slow the pace down. Um, there's no time limit saying that you need to get married at 25 years old or 30 years old um 
just continue to put God in, in your life um, and prayer. I definitely want to talk about prayer and relationships mm-hmm. as well, um, but continue to pray for, um, ask God, you know, what, what it is that you're looking for or what um, he wants you to have as well. Right. Um, right. So I know being a Christian, I'm a Christian myself and being intentional is huge in the Christian community. You know, we do everything with intent, whether it's your mm-hmm. work, um, whether it's your education, um, if you play sports, whatever you're doing, be intentional and know your purpose for doing it. Um, mm-hmm. Do it to the best level that you can. Um, but we seem, I, I don't hear too many people talking about dating that way or being in a relationship that way. Um, by being intentional about the person that you're trying to meet, or if you are dating someone, you know, being intentional about what it is you want out of that relationship. Um, What can you you bring to that conversation about being intentional when you are dating someone? I think it's very important to be intentional and you have to understand what the purpose of dating is for Mm -hmm. um, and why you're doing it. Um, I read a very interesting book and this was really during our, my courtship with my husband. It was called Sex, Dating, and Relationships. Okay. Um, you can Google it. It's a it's an orange cover with white writing. I forget the Heisman, Gerald Heisman or something like that. But yeah. um, it just really outlined what the purpose of dating was for. And that's just really to form a friendship to see, again, like I stated earlier, to see if you're going to spend the rest of your life with a person. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think a mistake that um, many people make is they kind of go in and not really knowing what they need out of a relationship Mm. or have like a list of 45 wants Mm -hmm. and then thinking that a person is going to fulfill all those 45 wants. Mm -hmm. That's not the case. So how I help, (laughs) never the case, Um, how I help... um, my clients is I tell them you can pick five things mm-hmm. you can f- five things five characteristics that you absolutely need out of a spouse right or out of a potential spouse <clears throat> and you roll with that everything else is once mm-hmm. um, it's their top five is what we call it um, my top five was I needed a man after God's own heart um, I was abstinent at the time so I needed him to be abstinent uh-huh. I had two children you know, I needed him to love children and I wanted more children, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and he had to have a passion for education. I told you I'm working on my dissertation. Yeah. You know, I need somebody <laughs> that is going to understand the struggle. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I believe that that was my five things. Everything else was once, mm-hmm. you know, money was off the table. Um, credit score was off. Height yeah. out. Complexion out. None of that is important. Uh huh has to be on fire for God, one more kids, you know, yeah. the rundown. Because wow. my intent was to date men who I wanted to marry and that man had to at least have those five things. Got and it. so when you go into it with that intent and purpose for marriage, if you found, you know, went out on a date and this guy tells you, you know, I, I don't want any kids. I got a kid already, I'm done, boom. He's, I'm not gonna continue dating you. Mm-hmm. So how do, you know, how, how do people, um, and I'm glad you brought that up, how do people find that balance between um, writing down what they're looking for in a mate 
um, without compromising, you know, some of their core values that they want um, in a relationship. And I think that that's where it comes in. Your top five are, you don't negotiate. They're non-negotiables basically. Um, And if you go about it that way, you know that this is what you need um, and you're just looking for that information or evidence of those things as you date that person. And usually you can find that out if you're dating consistently for, you know, just a couple of months. Hmm. Um, other things might be, um, so I have a top five things that you want. And then also some non-negotiables of things that you know for sure you can never tolerate, like okay. abuse, um, yeah. you know, a, a, a drinker or, you know, somebody who drinks in excess where you don't feel safe. Like the moment that this guy goes, you know, and has a whole brawl outside of the bar that you guys are at mm-hmm. and you don't feel safe and you're stuck taking an Uber home. You know, this is a real life situation. I won't call anybody out. Oh, but wow. it's like, you're, you're not safe. Yeah. You know, he's back in the back of the police car. You're taking an Uber home. This is somebody I would not, you know, yeah. entertain. And so I think that when you have, you know, that core, your top five, it helps you during that weed out process of, you know, who's for you and who's not. Where it gets muddy is when you have somebody who meets that top five. So that's when I get a lot of phone calls. Like, now what? They meet all of my five expectations. I'm like, (laughs) now? I'm like, now just spend time because that doesn't mean that that's your husband. That doesn't mean that that's your wife. You just have to see. You have to give it time. See if it's consistent. Mm -hmm. It sounds good, but you've only seen it, been, you know, dating him for three weeks. (laughs) Let's see. (laughs) Let's see if this adds up, right? Oh, he goes to church. He's a man of God. How do you know? He Mm -hmm. went to church one Sunday. You met him three Sundays ago. Yeah. Let's see. Let's just see how this plays out. You know, just really, it kind of goes back to that pace. Um, so I think the balance is just having that five core, yeah. knowing that the, I call it the gravy. The rest is gravy. The rest is extra, whatever you want to call it, the sugar on top. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really just think it, it helps because a lot of people stay in relationships longer than what they need to. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I like your your five points um, that you ask your clients for when they're looking for, um, you know, looking into a mate. But before that happens, do you do any um, self-critiquing te- techniques um, with your clients to say, these are the things that you possibly may need to work on um, before even, you know, going out looking for that? potential husband or potential Carlos I think we're broken up a little bit can you hear me I'm sorry our internet a little bit but you were broken that last okay that you were saying can you hear me now can you hear me better yes I can okay so I like what you said about the five points that you give your clients um or you ask your clients for Uh, saying these are non-negotiable, I can't compromise these five points at all. Um, Mm -hmm. Does any self-critiquing happen before you get to the five points that they're looking for in a mate in terms of these are the things you need to work on inside of you or look at doing differently inside of you before even going out to look for a mate? Oh, definitely. 
Um, so that's our in the meantime. Okay. So we start with that top five. And, you know, as they go out and as they're meeting people or they might be in a silent season where they're not meeting anyone. That's where we get to the meat of, you know, just being suitable for marriage or being the person that you desire. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want a man after God's own heart, then you have to be a woman after God's own heart. What does that look like? Mm. Um, Let's tackle that, you know. Um, are you reading your Bible? Are you journaling? Are you attending church? Are you in a life group? You know, just different various things like that. Let's get you closer to God so that you can identify, you know, when you found a suitable mate with that particular characteristic. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I talk about that, you know, through social media as well. And the reason I put a lot of emphasis on that is marriage, as you know, Carlos, it's like looking in a mirror <laughs> and seeing all of your imperfections <laughs> staring back at you. But that mirror is a real person. Yeah. Like, <laughs> my husband is like, what is wrong with you? I was like, first of all, I was trying to be depressed. But uh-huh. <laughs> since you're right here in my face, you're not going to let me do that. You know, it's so easy to do that as a single person. Nobody would know. Nobody but you and God. Right. But when you're with your life partner, you know, and they hopefully they have your back and, you know, kind of pick you up when you're down. But it's still a very vulnerable place. Yeah. So I advise any single person, like anything that you struggle with, any childhood issues that, you know, you need to work on. Find you a therapist Mm -hmm. (laughs) in that chair. Absolutely. Um, You know, even physical. You know, I know your podcast is about, you know, all aspects of health, you know, just even physical shape. That's something that you need to, if it's something that you struggle with, it's still going to be there when you get married. But yep. now somebody is staring you right in the face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <know>? absolutely. So <laughs> get, get it in, you know, you can have a whole self-improvement project and it will be for yourself and it will make you more marketable. Mm-hmm. Once you do meet your potential mate, you won't have that anxiety like, wow, I met this amazing person, but now I got to get all my stuff together. No, mm-hmm. you keep at it right now. Now is the best time. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I do want to touch on, go back to prayer um, and, and, you know, get your experience with prayer during the time you were dating your, your current husband. You know, God said, but in everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving let your request be known to god um so how much of a role did prayer play into you know once you got out of the the bad relationships that you were in um once you said i'm going to stop having sex um before marriage you know how much of a role did prayer help with you in the dating process and it helped us you know tremendously i can't even find a word right now <laughs> to express it um i prayed during you know before me and my husband um reunited we were kind of high school high school and college sweethearts but even okay. before that during that two years of dating you know healthy dating experiences i was having fun doing you know i would constantly involve um god in my prayer life okay uh i mean you know just in my dating relationships in my love life basically is this person for me is he a good fit? Is this a red flag? Um, should I be concerned about her? You know, just any concern. You know, I've learned this just here recently. Lay it at his feet. 
Mm. I didn't call it that back then, but this is my new wife toolbox and everybody, even single married can use it. Lay it at God's feet and just spend time in the word so that you can hear him answer those prayers. Mm -hmm. And I believe also, you know, removing sex. So your judgment won't be clouded. Creating that slow pace, that pause allows you to hear him better so that you can get those prayers answered mm-hmm. and it and also is very significant um you know practicing that now as a single because you're going to be practicing that when you're married absolutely absolutely yeah a- absolutely <clears throat> we, we pray all the time in our household um we pray together we pray um when we're separate separately um in our work when we're out at work or at school we definitely continue to pray in our relationship and i definitely um emphasize everything that you just said about prayer while you're single because you're definitely you will definitely need it when you're married (laughs) you need it when you're married um i do want to give you a chance to touch on i do know you have a book out called i do before i do um I want you to touch on that and let people know about the book, um, you know, the different topics that you talk about in the book and how it can help people in their dating life. Yes, I would love to. (laughs) Um, You know, as you could probably uh, recognize right now, I'm completely transparent. And um, even as a, you know, a Christian dating and relationship coach, you know, I'm just as real as it gets. My husband, it drives him crazy because he's private, but <laughs> I tell all my business. I mean, because I think it's so important for women especially to know that I've been in your shoes. As a Christian young woman, there's nothing that I haven't really experienced that, you know, you may feel ashamed or talk, you know, talk about as a Christian single. Been there, done that, right? Yep. And so the book, The Don't Before I Do, really um, chronicles, you know, my dating relationships, starting from the very first one, starting from when I lost my virginity, um, you know, to my mid-20s all the way up and it kind of um, concludes with my courtship with my husband. Mm -hmm. And so it talks about my different experiences. It talks about the lessons learned um, from the type of men who I was dating. Um, the transition and, you know, how God really transformed me, mm-hmm. you know, once I did abstain and that was just the start. It really was a process, but mm-hmm. it did start with that, <clears throat> you know, how he transformed me into a better woman, a better mother, a better friend yeah. so that I can be a good wife and friend, you know, later to my husband, Devin. And so it talks about that. It kind of walked it through it. You know, and I get so much feedback from people like, wow, you put it all out there. No fluff. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, our close encounters are, you know, just different things that it's real. And I'm not here to paint a picture that sexual abstinence is easy. It's hard as heck. It's, you know, it's learning about yourself. It's learning about, you know, boundaries. Um, and to the extent you have to implement those boundaries, mm-hmm. you know, I have one where it was like, my husband cannot wear gray sweatpants. You can't wear those. You might as well just throw those out. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody really thinks about that as a boundary, you uh-huh. know? 
Or another time, you know, I dressed up, I had this cute top and took my husband out, well, he was my boyfriend then, out to dinner for his birthday. He was like, oh, don't ever wear that top again. <laughs> that cleavage, like, but it's so crazy how our mind goes back to how we used to, you know, like, oh, this is going to be cute. This is a cute top. He'll love this for his birthday. And his mind yeah. was so totally like, nah, we about to leave. You about to put this sweatshirt on <laughs> with that skirt. <laughs> And those heels to finish up this day you know it was bad but uh-huh. you know it talks about those experiences um just to know that i'm a person just like you i'm a christian woman just like you imperfect christian yeah <laughs> and but you can have the healthy relationships that you desire you can have you know a best friend as a spouse and a husband mm-hmm. but it really goes through you know following God's guidance doing it the way he plays out mm-hmm. this he puts it out there how he wants it to be done and you know we just have to get obedient when it comes to that you know Absolutely. we can pray for all these different things but when it comes to dating and relationships it's kind of sketchy mm-hmm. um but we just have to get close because yep, you're going to be doing it forever with your spouse <laughs> <laughs> so the thing I thing I like about you you are definitely real this is my first time um having a sit down conversation with you but i can just feel the energy and and your presence and just can understand that you are a real person in terms of you've been through certain situations certain experiences and you're out here just trying to help people let people know um that you you're just like them you were just like them you've been in that situation and I feel like you're very relatable. I know I said that before, but you know, I talk to a lot of people who are saying a lot of the similar things that you've said, but they haven't taken that next step in terms of, you know, refraining reframing from sex, you know, before marriage or going the godly route in dating um, and seeing how that can change their life. Um, so I appreciate everything you're doing. Um, you all, please go out there and purchase the book. Um, I'll give you a chance to let people know where the book is located so that they can go out and purchase the book and reach out to you. Um, but you guys, you all hear her. She definitely knows her stuff. Um, and I'm sure she's still learning, I'm sure, as we all are doing marriage. Um, we're still learning different things um, about how, how to make it work about um, the godly approach as well. So before we get off, definitely let people know where they can find you on social media, where they can find the book, how people can get in contact with you um, because you have a wealth of knowledge that I'm sure somebody will want to hear and talk to you more about. Oh, perfect. Thank you. Well, the book is out there. That's my baby, my first book. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so I will definitely uh, let you know about that. You can find that for purchase on the don'tbeforeido.com it's on Amazon it's on iBooks it's at Barnes and Nobles Um, so you can definitely find it there Um, I also have an ebook out on my website um, and my website address is www.takeitfrommm.com okay and it's just free ebook and it's something that me and my husband put together on how we made it through celibacy um, during our dating journey. We got mm-hmm. so many questions, especially him. Mm-hmm. Um, every time we do a talk, he's like swarmed 
you know, with men especially, like, look, bruh, how you do this? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sitting over here in the corner like, I thought this was my talk, and here you go. <laughs> you know, answering all these questions, he needs a, another session um, just for the guys. But so we put together something, um, you know, an ebook, and that's free. You can download it immediately. So I definitely uh, recommend signing up for that. Mm-hmm. And just stay connected with me, especially through um, the email list that's on the website, because I am devising a 2020 resource guide Okay. for Christian dating. Um, you mentioned something very profound about constantly learning. And I've gone through this last maybe three months of just an overwhelming spiritual awakening of just new knowledge, new books, new articles working on my dissertation. So I'm just going to put it all out there for everybody. Like, this is some good stuff. Yep, yep. <laughs> you guys need to read this. You need to follow this person. You need to listen to this podcast. You're probably going to go on there. <laughs> so yeah. be a little redundant for the listeners now that I know more about you. Yep. Um, but, you know, just different resources because we have to stay full Mm. of people who are doing kingdom work out there Mm. it's not just me it's not just you you know it's just so many people um and then there's also some other folks that may not get you there (laughs) where you're trying to go and so for a christian single i am putting together that 2020 dating guide it'll probably again come out in february so definitely stay connected with me my email address i mean my email list so that you can be one of the first people to get that resource guide Awesome, awesome. So you guys heard it from her, Miss Emily McKnight, soon to be Dr. Emily yes, McKnight. Yes. Um, you guys heard it from her, a wealth of knowledge. And please definitely go and support her. She mentioned that there's plenty of people out here doing kingdom work, um, herself included and her husband included. I love what you all are doing. I definitely want to stay in contact with you all. Um, if you haven't been to her, her Instagram page, you definitely should do that. It's easy to get to um, her Instagram page, and she has a lot of good content. I can't express that enough. A lot of great content on her Instagram page for sure. But definitely check out her website and her book as well. So as we okay. end this podcast, you guys know that I love to end every podcast with something from Nipsey Hustle because... I love what he promoted in terms of entrepreneurship and elevating to it to the next level with this podcast. You know, this is the way that I'm trying to elevate my health to a next level and try to elevate other people as well. Um, Whatever you're doing, the marathon always continues. It does not stop by any means. Whatever you're doing, take it to the next level. Find a way that you can elevate. This is the way I can elevate my health. If you're dating, if you're in a relationship, Take the advice that Miss Emily McKnight suggested or reach out to her, read her book, go to her free ebook, go to her Instagram page, whatever resource you need from her just to start the conversation, just reach out to her. So thank you all for tuning in and until next time, peace. This episode of the Luxury Health Podcast is brought to you by Roots and Crops Tea Company, where tea is more than a beverage to us. It's an opportunity for us to express creativity, spread love, and impact lives daily. Visit www.ract.com and get amazing tea products and content. If you enjoy today's show, head over to Apple Podcasts. 
Spotify, Google Play, or Stitcher now to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Thank you for tuning in. 